This is it. The putt to win the tournament. If you sink it, the championship is yours. But on your backswing, your hat falls over your eyes. Is this how you're running your business? Poor visibility because you're still relying on spreadsheets and outdated finance software? To see the full picture, you need to upgrade to NetSuite by Oracle. NetSuite is the number one cloud financial system to power your growth. With visibility and control of your financials, inventory, HR, planning, budget, and more, NetSuite is everything you need to grow, all in one place. With NetSuite, you can automate your processes and close your books in no time while staying well ahead of your competition. 93% of surveyed businesses increased their visibility and control after upgrading to NetSuite. Over 27,000 businesses already use NetSuite. And right now, through the end of the year, NetSuite is offering a one-of-a-kind financing program to those ready to upgrade at NetSuite.com slash C-Suite. Head to NetSuite.com slash C-Suite for special end-of-year financing on the number one financial system for growing businesses. NetSuite.com slash C-Suite. This podcast is produced by podcastandradio.com. Small Biz. Small Biz America. The Brain. Our guest on this segment is Dr. Pamela Dennis. She has helped some of the world's top leaders successfully lead their organizations from global Fortune 100 companies. And you've heard of all of these. GE, Merck, J.P. Morgan, GM, Turner Broadcasting, and uh, also has worked with emerging companies and closely held partnerships. She speaks to international and national organizations on leadership and change with a specific focus on leading transitions. She is affiliated with the Women's Council of the Leeds School of Business, which, of course, supports developing women in leadership at the University of Colorado and holds a Ph.D. in organizational development and education from the University of Colorado as well. Pamela lives in Boulder, Colorado, right down the road from us. Pamela, welcome to Small Biz America. Thank you very much. As you know, and we were talking offline, our audience is you know, small business, entrepreneurial, sometimes mid-level, C-level. Many of them are involved with uh, building enterprise value, as we sometimes call it, and ultimately with the idea that they will transition or sell their business at some point. Your book, and I should mention, the book is Exit Signs, The Expressway to Selling Your Company with Pride and Profit. So this is all about successfully planning for your exit strategy. First, I'll ask sort of a top-level question, Pamela. What led to this book? I know you're doing a lot of this work, but, but why talk about exits? Well, I was very, very fortunate in building a um, international consulting firm and sold it, which I just thought was what everybody did. Uh, they just, <laughs> you know, figured out how they wanted to exit their business in five or so years, actually, even when you start your company. And then after I did that, after I sold my company and uh, sold it to my partners, and we had set up a whole process to do that five mm-hmm. years earlier. Mm-hmm. Then I started realizing after meeting people who said, oh, you've retired or you sold your company, I wasn't able to do that or I really struggled with selling mine. And I started hearing these stories and I thought, hmm, this is really painful. It's painful to hear, never mind to for folks who experienced it. So I decided I'd been thinking about writing a book and I was going to write it about consulting and I thought, no, I'm going to write this book for small business owners. And Pamela, I like the idea, and you know, in marketing, going narrow and uh, and deeper is is often a very good idea. You've narrowed the niche. You're really talking about exit strategies, which is a subset of the larger sort of consulting world that you could have written about. So I think, uh, you know, the, it, it, I'm sure that's proving out for you. And, and, you know, as you talk about 
this pain point, this, these challenges that existing business owners encounter. What are some of the, the bigger challenges or the missteps that are made, if you want to call it that, when it comes to the plan for an exit? There's a lot of research on why only 14, 15% of small business owners have an exit plan, and they boil down to three areas. The first is I'm too busy. I'm too busy growing my company, running my company to think about something that's off in the distant future. Second is I can do this later. I can put it off. I don't have to do it now. So, And part of that is leading to the third big reason, which is, holy crud, what am I going to do next? Uh, my whole life has been my company. Who am I if not my company? There's this gut-wrenching dread of becoming irrelevant. It's a mortality issue. So, so part of why Exit Signs is not only about the tactics of selling your company, it's also about the emotional transition that people have to go through to get ready and then execute a sale. So true. So you talk to so many business owners in many cases, even if it's a, kind of what we'll call a mid-sized business, whatever that means, right? They build the company around themselves and they have a symbiotic relationship with it. It's a projection of their personality. It's a projection of their values. Uh, they're attached. And that sounds like, you know, among the three points you just mentioned, that may be the, the hardest one to coach people around, I'm guessing, just because it's so much a part of their heart and soul. Right. Exactly. Yeah. I've had interesting interviews with business planners and brokers and financial planners, and they will tell you they'll have people sitting down, even doing their wills or estate planning, and it comes down to signing the documents and they just can't do it. Wow. So, you know, it's yeah. uh, it is it, it isn't just about, you know, all the tactics of selling a company and business valuation and getting your books in order. I mean, those things are always important. But the notion of how am I going to plan for my next phase of life? How am I going to say goodbye? What do I celebrate? And, and then how do I move on? And that's as hard as all the transactional pieces that have to be done in selling a company. The planning piece, some have said start from the end, right? So uh, do you work with clients who are earlier stage companies or owners of early stage businesses or growth stage? uh, And they come to you and say, look, you know, I know it's important that I think about this thing that might happen 20, 30 years out in the future. What steps do you tell them to make to set that stage up down the road? Yeah, no, it's a really good question. I just did a uh, seminar in Denver. It was basically for entrepreneurs, and it was about how to manage the challenges of growth. And as we went through the five different stages of growth of, uh, from startup on out to mature, adult, you know, whatever you want to call it, yeah. we talked a lot about the kinds of choices you have to make at each of those stages. And one of the things that it came down to and one of the biggest takeaways of the people who were there, and there were probably 30 people whose companies were anything from two years to 10 years old, was, oh, my gosh, if I don't know my exit plan How do I make these decisions? So, for instance, do I hire or do I outsource? Do I invest in building intellectual property? Do I invest in hiring uh, marketing people or salespeople? Or do I do everything through the Internet? And it comes down to the question of what do you plan to do when it's done? Is this business a business that's simply to give you great revenue over the next period of years until you retire and whatever profit you make you're going to re- you're going to invest it yourself in the market or whatever mm-hmm. or are you trying to build equity that then you have something to sell with some ROI that is of value to you 
And when people say, oh, my gosh, I haven't figured that out yet. And not that one is better than the other, but they have huge implications for the kind of investment, the business model you make, what kind of accounting package you use to use accrual versus cash. I mean, simple things like that. Yeah. So so I, I think it's critical to know. And most investment, most um, startups and angel investors and so on, they're going to want to know what your exit plan is for this company. Mm-hmm. Do you ever deal with the buy side of this equation? I used to. I did a lot of work on mergers and acquisitions where either large companies were buying smaller companies or a small company would be buying a piece of a larger company that they were being that was being divested. Mm-hmm. And so I worked a lot on the due diligence side of how do we make sure we're buying something that really has the value it says it has on the books. For small companies that are working the other way, looking for a seller, I say, think of yourself as the buyer. What are they going to most value and what are the things they're going to look for? And what are the hidden secrets of your company as well as the hidden treasures of your company that you need to help them know what those are? I'm thinking about a couple different places we can go. By the way, we're visiting with Pamela Dennis. She is the author of Exit Signs. That's the book available everywhere where books are sold, Amazon and beyond, I'm sure. And uh, we're talking about, of course, exactly what it sounds like, business owners that need to plan or need to nuance their existing plan, and Pamela knows how to do that. And I guess your whole consultancy is really built around helping business owners do this, right? Yes. I am very picky about the consulting jobs that I take these days, mm-hmm. um, but I'm always looking to help, especially the late-stage career owner who has loved and worked and loves his baby and doesn't want to really let go of it, but knows they need to take some anticipatory action. Mm -hmm. And we usually say two to five years in advance of when you think you want to exit. Oh, that's interesting. So there's a ramp and you think two years, a minimum five years is a good idea in terms of really beginning to plan what this transaction would look like, which could include you staying on as a uh, a mentor or a consultant for the new owner. I guess it can take on a variety of shapes, which is the work you do. You do the deep dive so that you better understand them, what they need out of the transition. And then all, as you pointed to earlier, and then also, of course, whoever the buyer is, they're going to have a set of needs. And all of this is important. One of the things you point to, Pamela, in your notes to me uh, prior to this interview was the idea that we tend to overvaluate our businesses I mean, it sounds kind of like the homeowner that thinks their home is worth more than it is. So uh, how do you advise people to sort of gauge or uh, their expectations, let's call it? Yeah, nobody thinks or everybody thinks that um, their baby is beautiful <laughs> and nobody is willing to tell them they have an ugly baby. And so some of the work that I've done in helping, for instance, an engineering firm with five or six partners that had been in business quite a while and was very, very successful until the recession hit in 2008. Mm-hmm. And one of the things they asked me to do was take a look at not only the operational efficiencies, et cetera, of their company, to see where you know whether they could bring up some value and and cash and operational efficiencies, but they also wanted to look at what would be showstoppers to a buyer around the organization itself. So we looked at everything from succession planning to high potential folks who could move into partner roles. Um, we looked at decision-making processes, which was in itself always interesting. And so one of the things that private equity firms will tell you is that they will discount the value of a company if everything resides in the owner's head. 
<laughs> All yes. the decisions are in the owner's yes. hands. There are no processes in place that allow quick response and agility. If they see that there's no bench strength. And so there's a lot of things you can put on paper when you assess the value of a company, but they don't show you what will improve the value or discount the value that are organizational issues and management issues. That's really fascinating, and it points to the idea that business owners should really systematize and create systems that run the business so that they are not walking around with everything in their head. Right, and that's why we say two to four, two to five years, because people who say, oh, I think I want to sell my business next year, with less than 6% planning, they generally leave 50% of the value of the business on the table. Wow. So it's worth it. It's, it's absolutely worth it, even if it's painful to do. Are there some businesses that are so organically attached to the brain of the owner, the talents, the uniqueness of a single person or even a married couple that that just completely makes it impossible to leverage the quote asset into a sale that's transferable to a buyer? I think it's the hardest in I was about to say in service, in professional services, like law firms that are small, that have a single one or two partner practice, yeah. and though, or chiropractic or medical, dentist, et cetera, mm-hmm. because that takes a longer term to groom your eventual buyer, because those are, you can't often find a broker who can find you, somebody who wants your practice, but that's a long punt. If you look at Developing an internal associate, bringing in a junior partner that eventually is going to take over the business. But I think professional services are the harder. However, you can look at a very successful manufacturing company. I interviewed the CEO, and it was probably 15 years old. It was 400 million, I think. It was fairly good size. And I asked him, so what do you do to make sure you've got somebody to buy your company? He said, well, I always know who the six to eight external buyers might be, you know, Hewlett Packard or whomever. And I said, well, what if you get hit by a truck? He says, well, I guess 400 people will be out of work. I said, why is that? He says, because nobody knows how to run this business like I do. Uh Mm. And that's a mature well-established, successful company. So it isn't just professional services. That's interesting, right? Yeah, I mean, here you have what you would regard as a fairly experienced and savvy business owner, a C-level person that still, I guess some of that, I feel some ego need in there as well, as you've (laughs) quoted them there just now. But, you know, know, they want to feel like they really, really brought value to their business. And that's maybe they're just injecting that into the conversation. But but it's so fascinating because at the end of the day, like so much in sales, it's just about psychology and understanding what people's needs are on either side of that transaction, right? Exactly. Wow. Yeah. So, so fascinating. We're visiting with Pamela Dennis. The book is Exit Signs, The Expressway to Selling Your Company with Pride and Profit. Anything else that we haven't covered here that you feel like the book does or people should know about in terms of this process of planning the sale of a business? Well, one of the things that you mentioned earlier was the hope that a, an owner often has that I'll stay on after. I'll help the business after. Yeah. And even in family-owned businesses, that seldom works. So there's a chapter in my book around what comes after, and it talks about the five different roles that a 
former or that a founder or a former owner might play and how important it is to understand what your drivers are. So if you're all about building a business and you know seeking out new business and new customers and so forth, you better be careful what role you sign up for or think you're going to play after you've signed the closing papers. And you better get it in writing as to just what you will do and what you won't do, because often your expectations are way out of whack with what the new owner thinks they want you to do. And Pamela, I love your your attention to detail and specificity, which is fundamental to any agreement and often not uh, accomplished too well. It would be easy to to make some assumptions there and then be uh, tragically disappointed after the transaction is complete in that instance. Right. So. And sometimes that just takes coaching. And, and that's, of course, one of the things I love doing is coaching executives and senior leaders of companies. And it's the one thing I will do in, in terms of so coming out of retirement is uh, do more executive coaching, which is why I work with the Women's Council at the, at the University of Colorado. I love mentoring. So beautiful. Pamela Dennis, PhD.com is the website. The book is Exit Signs, the express way to selling your company with pride and profit. So glad you could be with us. Great information from you and and just a great feel for how this process uh, should ideally work uh, for your clients and uh, for anyone who's interested in learning more. Again, it's uh, PamelaDennisPhD.com. Thanks, Pamela. Thank you very much. I appreciate it. Small Biz America. This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.